Paragraph on page Sama. The name of the parak. First, I want to thank before I start to thank Rivki and Yumi for for opening the home for us. As Hashem Shech Simcha Nachis and Brach in every room and Shvizaycha to come together all of us to Yishalayim. The name of the parak is Yitzirus Kesha Tmidi Im establishing a constant relationship with HaKadosh Baruch and the author shows that this is a, a natural a natural outcome of the perspective or the Hashkafis Olam that we were learning about in the past parrot as we'll see in a minute Kal Yehudi Medabrim Kainei Lafachas Shalash every Jew obviously uh, males uh, make sure that some women do and some women don't but everybody davens the regular trilas at least three times a day and even if it's not even if it's not this shachris min but shachris and then a couple a krishma here a krishma there a person speaks to Kaddish Baruch a few times a day when he davens the three tefillahs that Chazal, the Chazal established for us. However, this dibur, this speaking, this speaking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, speaking with Hashem, dibur v'keshes, and this connection, this relationship, after shuhu b'pchinas. Tarasai Karaim Karaim. There's an expression in the Gemara, an expression in Chazal, when a person's learning is in bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. It's lacking, it's lacking any consistency. Karaim Karaim means torn little pieces, pieces and pieces. A person's davening, a person's relationship with Hashem is Karaim Karaim. Bits and pieces. Ein Retzef. There's no retzif, there's no retzifus. Retzifus, when one thing flows into the other, constant. Constant and consistent, flowing, ain't retzif. Bentilas shachas, atilas mincha, between shachas. And of course, we're assuming that the person's thinking when, he's, when, he's, when he or she is, is davening shachas. And that the words are coming out with some thought and some feeling. But between Shachris and Tilas Mincha, Yeshna Hefsek Shokama shows there are a number of hours in between. The Kafgab Mincha Lamarv, and between Mincha Marv, and as far as the women are concerned, most women don't have Marv, and uh, many don't have Mincha. So it could be that from Shachris till the next Shachris, it's, it's a long time. It's hard to have a relationship like that. Anybody would have a, a husband like that, it would be very upsetting, right? I'll see you tomorrow morning, we'll talk for a minute. And, and then even when we talk, it's like, you know, why are you doing something? Or thinking about something else. There wouldn't be much of a relationship. <coughs> the Chazanish has taught us. Kisoid ha'atzlocha be'inyane kedusha hu ha'tmidiyas. The Chazanish always would say that the secret of success... In all in all in Yonim of Kedusha, of holiness, is Hatmidius, consistency. Tmidius constant, Tamid. Tmidius. 
In order to build something in spirituality that has permanence, that's a bar kayama, that's lasting. It has to be in this way of an eshtamid, an ongoing constant flame of fire. Tmidius is so important. Even small things, but if they're done, something small, but it's done all the time, regularly, consistently. That's what changes a person. Not the not the occasional big thing, but constant, constant. Eish tamid. Eish tamid tukad al mezbeach loisichbe. There was a fire that was always burning on the on the mezbeach on the altar, and it wasn't allowed to be extinguished. It wouldn't go out. Kol daver. Sheinibetmidus. Anything that is not betmidus with this kind of consistency. Sheish bahevsek kolazman. That's constantly being interrupted. Sheish bahevsek kolazman. Vaday sheish alav schar. There's no question that any mitzvah, or any good thing, or any word of kedusha that a person says to Hashem or does any mitzvah to serve Hashem, there's no question that the person's rewarded for every tiny little thing that's good. That's for sure. Anything that you or I do. Anything that we do that's that's the Ratzna Hashem, anything that we do that's the Ratzna Hashem, we get points. There's no question we're rewarded for that. Hashem never holds back the reward of any creature. Any creature. Even even less than a human being. Anything that's anything or anybody that does something that's the Ratzna Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu acknowledges He acknowledges it So certainly even if, even if a person does A little bit of this mitzvah A little bit of that A little daven here A little good word there A little chesed here A little tikkun amidus Everything of Baruch Shalom For everything a person is rewarded And gets points And is recognized and acknowledged That's for sure Aval ein madregen But as far as Bringing about an, an inner transformation to change a person's life—that's not—that's not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. If a person—if a person exercises, when it comes to exercising something like that, if a person walks a little bit one day, and then for two weeks he doesn't, then he goes a little bit to swim for 10-15 minutes, and then he gets, you know, so okay. Each each maisa is a good thing. But is it going to actually change the person's health if he does a little bit like this and then the next week he does like that? That's not doesn't make a difference in a person's life. So that's when it comes to Gashmis, when it comes to physical things, Allah has come so when it comes to Ruchnis, the spiritual things. It can't really change you. Hashem acknowledges it and there are points, but it doesn't make you into a different person. Even if you do this a lot of times, but there are breaks in between. There are there are there are breaks. You do it many times. Same thing. The exercise. You, many times you, you you walk, or many times you exercise. But it's a, it's a week in between, or two weeks in between, and it's, you know whatever after yantiv or something like that person. But because of that, you'll never reach you'll never reach the objective or the goal that you wanted to reach. You'll never change. There'll be a lot of nice things along the way that you did. And you look back at your life, and you're 120, and, and there are a lot of nice things. 
But you're the same person. Basically the same person with more wrinkles, less wrinkles, but the same person. Basically the same person. See, I touched the sore spot. Yedua Hamashul Shal Hagoyin Reb Chaim Shmulevitz itself. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz's Moshul is very well known. Shehimshul is Hadvaram Ha'odam Ha'raitzel Ha'atiyach Ma'ayim Bekumkum. This can be compared to a person who wants to boil up some water in a uh, kumkum, a, um, a kettle. He wants to boil some water in a kettle. Chumamaleis Ha'kumkum Ma'ayim. He fills the the kettle with water. He puts on the fire. Let's say it takes the water, it should take the kettle, the water in the kettle, to, it should take five minutes to reach boiling. What does this guy do? He leaves it on for three minutes, the kettle on the, on the flame. It takes it off for a minute. He puts it back on for three minutes. Umayridakin takes it off for a minute. And keeps on doing this. And he can't understand what's going on. Someone told him it takes five minutes. He says, I already have done this for 236 minutes today. I have this thing on the fire. It's not boiling. I don't understand this. The Tzurik Azu, Omahagoyen Rebichayim, Hamayim lo'olam lo'yesach. The water will never ever boil. It's a very simple muscle but it, it's very clear Gam you could stand there with a kettle for a thousand years you're not going to have any boiling water even though the Saha calls you look back and you say this is a lifetime of I, I spent my lifetime nearly back and forth with the kettle yeah but it was never it was never with Ritzifus it was never consistently kettling it was never it was always with Breaks, and because of that, because of that, that missing with Cephas, that all of life was those dots and points. So there's reward, but but it doesn't get you up to a boil. It doesn't make you boil. One time, if you put the, you need to put the kettle onto the fire for five minutes straight with Cephas. Then Yilomaim Raish then you'll have boiling water. Samachalf. Kisha Odamadabir Mahabanishlam. So let's think about our relationship with Hashem's book. And we're talking about someone who Davin sincerely. Not talking about Baba Ban. Sincerely. Kisha Odamadabir Mahabanishlam, a person speaks to Kadishbarhu, Rakshalash Palmin Bayam, three times a day. I remember that talk only one time a day. And even those who are talking three times or one time, how much of it is really, really talking? So, there are two problems. Racious, the first problem is There's a problem with the amount. It's a very small amount. It's a very small amount, especially a woman that doesn't have time and, and uh, she's not in, she doesn't have the luxury usually to be in shul in the morning on the Shabbos if she's able to get out a little bit but on a weekday she doesn't and, and, and so we're talking about a very small amount of time that the, that the person is actually talking to Kaddish Baruch Hu. that's countless that's amount quantity there's a break it's not continuous. 
the greatest problem is when there's when there's something missing in the quantity, it's not only the quantity; it affects the quality as well. Every person, whether he's learning Torah all day long, or person who's working hard for his parnasin, although he's not in the bismedrus, but he's at some other job. That means, you know, we see in the time of Chazal, the Gemara says that the Chassidim Yishon used to prepare for diving an hour in advance. They would prepare for diving an hour in advance. They would tzaddikim even, they would tzaddikim even in, in, in our time. That their hachanis for davening was for a very, very long time, for hours. The hachanis for davening. To prepare. To be in the frame of mind. And to be able to speak to HaKadosh Baruch so it's not just a question of there being a short amount of time. Even the short amount of time that we have, we just jump in to, and it's not really, it's not really uh, uh, the frame of mind, and it's not preparing. There's no achanas. So whether a person is learning all day, which is wonderful, or he's at work all day, you can't just jump into shul and to pick up. In the middle of a conversation with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, just to start talking. Bli hachana minimalis, without some minimal hachana preparation. Zahu dava hamufka be'etzim. This is something that simply does not work. Be'etzim, in other words, it essentially cannot be. It can't be. That a person should have a relationship like that. Where, without any thinking, without any preparation, to speak to Kaddish Baruch Hu, that a person just comes in and says those few words and then leaves and comes back a few hours later or the next day. So it's a problem. Now this is this is this minimal amount of of a kesha that each and every one of us is expected through davening to to cultivate with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This, these are dinim and shulchanach. These are halachas. Avogam, so this, these we have in halacha, how a person comes to shul and to sit and to come before and to and to come a few minutes before davening. I talk to the men about it all the time. Hashem, here it's really most of the men. I mean, the ones that are coming to shul in the morning. I don't know. I go to different shuls. I don't know, but I'm saying the one that I see in the shul mostly they come a few minutes before davening, and it's not a rush and to, to put on the towels and fill them and to get ready a little bit. But a person, so how much does a person come before? Five minutes, ten minutes? But that's good. That's already chashiv, I think, five, ten minutes. But even the five, ten minutes, it, it's really not enough in order to in order to give birth to this simple feeling that I'm speaking to the Rabbanishlam, to be able to to be able to close out everything in the world. We, anybody that's ever dabbled in meditation, meditation comes from us. It was taken from us. It's been taken, and, and like everything else that's holy, it was taken, and then it was distorted and corrupted, but meditation comes from us. Medit- anybody that's dabbled in meditation knows that the hachanah is very important. Without the proper hachanah, you can't, you can't meditate. There's no such thing. 
without the proper achonis. And it's a terrible, terrible avla. Avla means it's an injustice that no one ever taught us how to do that. From the time we were little, we were, we were told to say words. And we were all saying the words. Those who went to Yeshiva growing up say the words. And we, we, were, we just continue going like that, just coming into this place or staying when you get home and saying the words. And, and uh, I was someplace yesterday where there was, uh, was the people davening and there was, uh, there was this very, very sweet man that was like during Krishna was tickling a little boy, you know. Because during Krishna was tickling a little boy. And it was very sweet, but it was totally inappropriate. But it's not, it's not his fault. This, we weren't raised. We weren't raised with preparing ourselves and to be in a frame of mind to be able to speak to the master of the world. We just weren't raised that way. We don't know what that means. We don't even know how to do it. We don't know what it's about. And you spend an hour, and you're learning about through the first chilek and this chilek, things to think about in meditation, what to think, I mean, and how to prepare to speak to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and machshavas the person can have. Especially in the second chilek, he talks a lot about it. Um, it it's it, it's vaida. You see this all the time. That of course it's easier to have a conversation when there's someone that you hear talking back with you. It's obvious, and that's an Indian of Amunda and how a person relates to Kashbaruch and the Amunda that a person has. But uh, most of the people that are having issues of Shalom bias, they'll say it's communication. He's, you know, he doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything. Doesn't talk, doesn't talk. So we understand that that's a hurtful thing. And and having a, having a meaningful conversation requires thought and it requires time to have a meaningful, deeper conversation. Uh, it's not just... It requires effort. A person has to want to have a conversation. It's very hurtful when you when you want to talk to somebody and the person's not in that frame of mind and you're trying to share something that's important and the person and the person that you're with is uh, you know looking at a newspaper looking at the watch and this and that it's distracting you feel you know that's not how you have a conversation with somebody. The way that the Mesil Sasham defines the relationship between a person and Kadosh Baruch Hu, Shi'imahu that you're in a constant dialogue. A Jew is supposed to be living in a state of a relationship, in a dialogue, Naisev and Naisin, that I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm talking to. Ulafanahu Mishanin. And, and to Hashem one pours out his heart. In order that a person should truthfully feel that he's speaking to the Creator, to his Creator, So, how does one make this hachana? How do you prepare? So, what he's going to explain here, which is something that he's been doing throughout, he does throughout the swarm, his swarm, it's not just a matter of coming to Shul ten minutes earlier. He says, that's not going to do it either. Because, so then, there's 10 minutes, and then there's the 40 minutes, let's say, if you have the time of davening. And then again, there's hours and hours until, or a day, till you're, till you're back with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's also not a relationship. The only way that a person can truly daven, when it comes to the time of davening, is if in between the times of davening, you're living in a relationship with Hashem. You're in a relationship with Hashem. That's the only way you could do it. That's the only way. If if it's just even if it's five minutes to four times four and you're concentrating, you try to meditate, but then there are five hours and you're in a million different things during those five hours. 
you're doing a million things with school or there's children or whatever it is work you're doing a million different things and then to come back and, and, to, and to daven the only way the only way that one can truly daven is if you are be'etzim a davener meaning that you are always talking to Hashem during the day at regular regular time it's con- you're constantly talking to Hashem not that people have to hear that but but a person who lives with Hashem throughout the day then when you come to davening it's a special intimate conversation but it's it's impossible to just come to davening and then not to have a relationship and then come back to davening it's just not a relationship when a person has a kesha with Hashem throughout the day and then there's a special private personal time of davening that's deeper and more intimate and using the words of uh, of David HaMelech and a deep way so then so then the davening is a davening I have a relationship with this person with this that's how it is with people and Kivyachah with Hashem I have a relationship when I have a relationship then this davening is 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 consistent with the relationship that I have but if but if there's an unbelievable discrepancy a difference between what I do during the day and then my davening so there are, there are articles being written about this all the time. How could it be that this guy is a Shemesh Shabbos guy and he went to shul that morning and then he's at work and he's, you know, ripping off the entire United States and, and you know, when he's in the, and you see him, you know, he's asking for his black kosher meals in jail and so on. And how come he doesn't have a minion there and he has a tiny, he's suing the government, you know, how come he wants to have, uh, wants to have a Ben Tom film brought to him and so on. So you say, how could there be such a thing that a person davens in the morning, goes to make davens, and then, and then he comes to work she's like two different people it's two different people well the words that he uses and how he acts and how he talks and then he, and then uh, he goes and washes his hands a little bit comes back in tightens up his garden how could it be the terrorist says there's no relationship with God it's set times for davening that I have to do so those davenings are not changing his life not that he doesn't get points for it. Again, you get points. Anything you do that's good, you get points. But to change you as a person, that doesn't change you. As a Jew, to make you into a greater person that's honest at work, that has his eyes in the right place, that 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 has has the right words in his mouth, that's not going to come just from uh, three davenings that are five hours apart. It doesn't work that way. And even those davenings are not davenings, as we've seen. It's not. But when a person at work <clears throat> during the course of a day has a constant there's a constant flow in his relationship to Kaddish Baruch that's the tachlis of being a Jew the whole Indian the Bashant of HaKadosh is mechazik in the world is this Indian this Indian this Nakuda of B'chol Drachach of Da'ayu B'chol Drachach and every minute every minute and he explains she says that's what it means. You have a relationship with the Vaishal. And then there's a time that's more personal and more connected. That's beautiful. But if there's no relationship, if there's no relationship, so then there's no if there's no regular relationship, then the union of intimacy, and I'm only I'm saying there's a marshal and everybody understands the marshal, then the, the intimacy is not intimate. It doesn't mean anything. 
So Eich Nit and Lasses How can one do this? How does one accomplish this? Kfishin is Borak Vala'el Hanukuda Arishana Hakshutahi as we already learned, the simple, the first and simple Nikud is, Shekol's man sha'adam e'nu mesyayish minyana ilam hazeh. We were learning the last parak, and this is the connection to the last parak. The last parak we, we were talking about to have a proper hashkafas olam, which means not anti-gashmius. We're very clear about that. Not to be against the world. It's not me versus the world. But when I understand the tachlis of my life, I don't hold on to the world. I'm not, I'm not enslaved to the world. Not because I want it, I want it, I want it, and then, the, and then the rabbi comes along and says, you can't, you can't, you can't. That's a miserable life, and that's what most of what's going on. It's not that. It's because I want to cut this baruch, I want to cut this baruch, and, and, and my wanting of Hashem's baruch puts things into the proper perspective of what's important, and whatever contributes to that relationship, good. And whatever detracts from that relationship, I don't need. I don't need it. So... As long as a person hasn't given up on this world, given up meaning he hasn't let go, he's holding on tightly to this world and to his whatever the things that he wants of this world. I'll call on fame means all the branches of this world. Then you makusha to physical, to artsiyas, to the physical. The problem is very simple. It's obvious. That when a person's makusha, when he's bound to artsiyas, to the physical, that causes a person to forget the godliness inside of yourself. It just, it just draws your attention away. It takes your attention away from the ruchnias, from who you are. It's not anything we don't understand. We understand. It, it takes your attention away from the neshama, which is the portion of God that's inside each and every one of us. You get unbelievably distracted and you forget. You're distracted and you forget. The more a person has, not only that he has, but the more it, what he has is important to him, and he holds on to it, and it's significant in his life, the more of a distraction it is, the more of a distraction it is from the chelical kami mal, from that portion of God that's inside of him. Ha-chumriyas va'artsiyas e'manichas la l'hesayra. The chumriyas, that which is physical, the artsiyas, they don't allow the neshama, the soul of a person, that chelical that portion of God, to become awakened, to be heard. It's buried under the layers and layers of a person's, of a person's uh, connection to this world. So we understand. We'll come back to the, to the time in between davening. If a, person, if a person doesn't have any relationship with Hashem between one davening and the next davening, so what are, you, what are you doing between one tefillah and the next tefillah? What are you busy with between one tefillah and the next tefillah? Are you thinking about God? Are you talking to God? No. The average person between shachris and mincha is very wrapped up in himself or herself, or even if it's taking care of kids or whatever it is, of working. But you're wrapped up in this world. You're very, very much a part of this world. Sarei umenutuk meharabanishvam. 
so that then you, you, you're detached you're detached from HaKadosh Baruch you're menutuk meherubayin shalom v'choyzu meskashreilov and then you go back the next davening and you try to have a kesher with him when rakesh anigas when only when you come to the next davening so think about it in the course of a day let's say the person is awake let's just say 15 hours and in the course of 15 hours, out of the 15 hours, let's say the person spends an hour with a Kodesh Baruch. Okay, let's say an hour. Let's say for a man it's 40 minutes Shachris, and then another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes, another, let's say. For a woman, depending upon what's going on, okay, so if you're saying an hour, it's a matter of time. But out of, out of, let's say, 15, out of 15 waking hours, most people are up for more than 15 hours, but let's say out of 15 hours that a person is awake, one hour out of the 15 is with HaKadosh Baruch. Yeah? One hour. And what are the other 14 hours? 14 hours, the person's are to learn. Okay, but if, otherwise, 14 hours of a person's day are, are this world. This world. 14 hours. The person goes to Shia, it's 13 hours. But it's, four, it's a 14, 14, 13, 14 hours of the day between eating and taking care of work and picking up and this and that. So, you know, if you're dealing with, let's say, if you're dealing with young people going out on a shidduch, I guess even if the older people go on a shidduch, but then it's just that people want to get married. So, when you're dealing with that situation, so, I had this, I just had this the other day, that there's this, actually it's a little bit of a, uh, not, uh, 18-year-old couple. It's a little bit an older couple, and uh, I'm very excited about this. I think it, I think it's very a good a good shidduch, and uh, I didn't think of it. Somebody thought of it, but they asked me to try to take care of it. So they went out, and uh, and I and it, and it went well. It went well. The first day went very well. So I asked I asked the girl. Uh, so I told him, okay, I'm going to try, you had a nice talk, but I'm going to try to find out when the next, I'll see if he liked it and how it went. And said he was very happy, had a nice time. So I asked him, so when do you want to go out again? He said he's feel like in two weeks. I said, I said, look, you had two weeks? He said, this is, you know, you could be collecting Social Security by the time you get married with this. Believe it, two weeks, you have to go out in two days. What's two weeks? What's two weeks? Since I have very busy, I have to I have a test, and I have, uh, and I don't know my this is my parents' anniversary. There was stuff going on. I said, look, this is not, this is an important thing in your life. You know, you you have to get, you have to get married. It's an important thing in your life. You like the girl, she likes you. You have to go out the the next two three days. No such thing. You make time. It's an important thing. I mean, if I would have told the girl that, she, that he said that, it would have been finished. I didn't. I said, oh, he's going. He's, Tuesday is good. <laughs> she does not have to go through with him his whole thing to, until he got to that, that he could deal with, you know, giving up uh, uh, one night in the next two weeks. But, but it's, it, it, you can't go out like that. You can't go out like that. You can't, you can't develop a relationship. You don't have a relationship if it's like, like that. An hour here, three hours, and then, then two weeks later, and then it has to be a Ritzifus. Ritzifus. That's how that's how the relationship is made with Ritzifus. <clears throat> when it comes to learning, I remember I had a conversation with a. There was a, somebody was telling me that you know there was a problem with a. 
I had this boy, you know, this when I was teaching, so I had a boy 12th grade, we were learning Gemara, and, and the boy just was not much uh, and he wasn't doing well at all in learning. And, um, and, and I spoke to the, uh, oh, so the father had a tiny, right? He came to the tiny parents, teachers, how come the grade? You know, my Yankee always gets 98, so the first teacher that ever gave him an 80 or something, you know, he was very upset with me. It wasn't a cash of, like with his son, it was a, how come I didn't give him, you know, my, my son? Was, so, um, I said that, uh, I want you to know that the number that I gave is a bit stuck, a bit stuck. I mean, it wasn't uh, anywhere near that. But he's a nice boy, and I didn't want to get, uh, you know, I know that his father's not such a good one, this. So I didn't want to, you know, I didn't say that. So I, 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 you know, I gave him an 80, but it, whatever, 82, but it's not, it wasn't really an 82 that he did in Gemara. <clears throat> so, um, so, so he said, I, I, I don't, well, why is that? Why is that? You know, there's, there's something that you're doing that's wrong, that the baby's doing, there's something wrong, that my son is not Matzlir. There's something that the baby's doing, which, which of course is, that's, that's for sure, it's not as good as it should be. That's, I, I might have that, but this was way, he was not working hard this boy. So he was uh, sleeping a lot, and I had, I had called up, I wrote a note, you know, whatever. So uh, he didn't know about the note, the father, whatever. So, well, so he asked, tell me, how much, how much uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much television does he watch? How much television does he watch? Just before the computers was a uh, thing. How much television does he watch? What's the difference? How much television? How much television? No more than two to three hours a night. <laughs> So I said that that's a, that's, that's a lot of time. He said, yeah, but he, he's, he, he's, he's every day davening the right time. He comes to the yeshiva, he comes to, he comes to the learning. He's not. I, I said, can you imagine if you had a person, I was saying to him, if you have a, 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 a person, a doctor put on a, on a diet, right? The doctor put this person on a diet and says, this is what you have for breakfast and this is what you have for lunch and stuff. And the doctor gives exactly, you know, uh, this much cantaloupe and two ounces of cottage cheese, you know, and gives exactly nutrition, so the doctor gives exactly this and this. And then after, and says, come back in a month. The guy comes back in a month and he gained 150 pounds. <laughs> so the doctor says, I understand, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't stick to the diet? So he says, a hundred percent. You had three ounces of cottage cheese, you had two scoops of, uh, you had a thing of lettuce, one sup, a hundred percent. So says, uh, How'd you gain 150 pounds? So, and then the doctor was asking, said, what, about, did you have, what about in between? You didn't say anything about in between. <laughs> oh, the in between. They started with milkshakes and he had hot dogs and sour, you know, it was good. In between. So I said, you know, you, you think that a child, you think that a child goes to yeshiva and he comes in the morning, rains a few hours, and then he has that space in between, one day of yeshiva, the next day of yeshiva. So there has to be your tzifas of your shemaim. For some to be an El Chayid, there has to be with Sifas. there has to be a constant presence of Yashamai. But a person that has, that's learning during the day, and that he ha- he's learning there during the day, and that, he, and that he's on the television watching Meidlech at night, you understand, and he comes to the classroom, and he sits there, he's got his head in ten different places, and then he falls asleep, and then he's thinking and looks on the Gemara. There's no Ritzifas. You can't build a person like that. You can't build a great person like that. There's no, there's no rich sifas. Everything is choppy. There's yeshiva. That's what you have. So the summers, this, you know, the, that they have these long vacations. The, the boys, and, every time when I would, when I would come back 
when the boys would come back to Yeshiva in September, you look at the boys, because I had the same chavah, you know, we learned together two, three years, sometimes the same chavah. You looked at them, and, you, and, and I would look at them, on the first day of school, I wouldn't see the person that I saw when we said goodbye at the end of the summer. I always tried during the summer to call up to say good Shabbos, different times, you know, to, that they should at least hear the Rebbe's voice, that there's such a musab, that you have a Rebbe, you know? But uh, it was like, yeah, hi, Rebbe. It was like I wasn't even, you know, during the year we were very, very close. I, I, I had with my Talmudim, I still am in touch with many, many, many others. But I had a very big cash with them during the year, and they were over all the time. We were talking all the time and together. And then I talked to them, I give a call or something, July, August, and then I would see them in September. It was like a stranger. And it means Nachamot to start again. I always felt there was no Ritzifus. There was nothing that was binding the year or the summer, and everything was broken. And, and I'm not saying this, we're supposed to, we're supposed to have, there shouldn't be any vacation for kids. I, I don't know. But these big, the big vacation, it's very hard that there should be a Ritzifus. I understand that the. Uh, that children need this and children need that. I'm just talking purely from that perspective. Of how do you build a Talmud Chacham? How do you build a Talmud Chacham? You can't build a Talmud Chacham with these, with these crazy Benazmanims and summers. And you can't build a Talmud Chacham. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein would have been a Talmud Chacham in July and August, you know, in, in Camp Hoopi Hoopla or somewhere, you know, Kalawa. You can't make a Rabbi Moshe Feinstein like that. You can't, you can't make a Rabbi Moshe like that. There's no Kalawas and breaks in this because it used to be that it was, that it was understood that there were certain you know, I don't have to even go do you know what I'm there's certain people that they weren't going to be coming to Chacham and they can go to work when they were 15 too but now we don't have that now everybody's supposed to become a Tama Chacham officially everybody's on the Tama Chacham track but like but so then we so then we're making this funny system where we want to have a Tama Chacham but we we also have to realize that not everybody hears Tama Chacham material so we have to address the needs of the boys that can't really sit like that. Because everybody has to be, nowadays everybody has to be in yeshiva all day. Even though a lot of these boys should be finished when they're 13, 14 and, and put on some you know, blue shirt and blue pants and, and work. And, 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 but we don't do that. So now everybody has to sit in yeshiva. They don't really want to be there, most of the guys. And, uh, and so we have to give these big breaks and these big vacations and these things. And, and the ones who really could become big time, they're languishing in, 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 in day camps and sleepaway camps, and, and their terror is lost to the world. And then they come back in September, and it's time out to hell. There's nothing. For the boys, though, I like to, you know, I have, you have certain kids that like professional campers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like campers. And those, are, those could be very successful business people and very happy Jews and could be balichas. But they're not people that sit and learn all day. That's fine. The Baruch always had a place in his world for these kind of Jews. And, and you know, they get, they get busy with mitzvahs, mass and toivim kind of, and they, you know. So for them, the, the, the country, is a, the camp is a very big hatzola. It saves them because they, it, from that the unbearable misery of the, of, that ye, of the year. But then for those boys who could become Yiltam and Chachamim, it destroys the Ritzifas. There's no Ritzifas. There's no receipt. So now we're going to think of different age. Now we're going to make that all the boys lose their summer. So we're going to make 12 months whatever school for everybody across the board. It's the same problems, the same idiotic way of making everybody the same. So now the two big vacations, so now no vacations. So, uh, alright, I'm not saying if you run a school, it's hard. How you, what are you supposed to do? I'm, I, I don't have an answer for any of this, and I don't know what you're supposed to do as a. As a Principal of a yeshiva, what are you supposed to do? Because there are boys like this and there are boys like that. 
Seder. But you have to have Ritzifus to change a person, you have to build a person. It has to be with Ritzifus, with consistency, with learning, with learning day in day. Because that's how it was in Europe. My father, Logosite, tells me how it was. There were boys that were not learners. And they went to work from when they were very early. They went, they went to work. When they were very young, they went to work. But those who were learning, those who were learning, there was no vacation. Shabbos was the feher. You know what that means? Shabbos, they were tested by the Rav orally. Shabbos was the big feher. My father said they didn't have Menuchan Shabbos. They were shaking the whole Friday night. They were chazering the Gemara the whole Friday night. Shabbos. There was no summer vacation. Summer vacation was from the Gaisha school because it was a law. You had to go to the Gaisha school a few hours a day. It was a law in the country. That means that when they didn't have to go to the Gaisha school, then they were able to be in the in, in yeshiva without going to the Gaisha school at all. And the schedule, the schedule my father describes was a schedule that was from five o'clock in the morning, from five o'clock in the morning, with mikveh, after learning for a few hours, mikveh, davening, learning all day. They didn't sleep in a bed. They would fall asleep on the Gemara late at night, sleep for two hours. Again, nachamal, nachamal, nachamal. Produce great people. I mean, the people that they obviously that's not for everybody. There are great, great people that were producing them. They were Cephas. The ones who could handle it. Of course, it's Chaval. And, and, and in many ways, the, thing, the, the program now has improved in many ways for, because there are people, there are boys who could learn much more and, 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 and they deserve to have a modified system. They can't be like that. But on the other hand, they don't, they shouldn't be, they don't need to be a workman of 13 or 14 years old either. They can learn much, much more Torah. So in many ways, it's improved. But the producer of Moshe Feinstein, you, you can't do that with, uh, you can't do it with breaks of four or five hours. You can't do that. You can't do that. The same way, the whole idea of having a yeshiva where they're going to have chumash is from nine o'clock till nine forty, then biology is from nine forty to ten ten, then is then is gemara for forty minutes, then then is uh, history for something. There was never such a thing in, in learning Torah in the history of, of Klai so to learn Torah in such a way. Besides that, it's also Allah to do such a thing. But, and it's a design to Torah to do such a thing. I mean, the reason that the yeshivas, some of the yeshivas have to do it is because they, they can't afford it to hire you know, the teachers. But, but there's no receivers to the learning. The boy sits down, he sits down to learn. And he's learning, he learns uh, 40 minutes chumash. And then the next thing he's talking about is Thomas Jefferson. And then, then, then he's back and forth. There's no receivers. Even if it would be even it would be less time, but it would be straight. An hour and a half, two hours. Uh, there was, uh, when I first came to the community, so there was a school here that they were very upset with me because I was, I was talking to, trying to get, talk to some of the parents that they should take the boys out from that school and put them into a different issue. So they got very upset with me. I don't blame them. And they got upset with me and, and they wanted to talk to me. I said, I, I can't, I said, I don't, I, I, I have nothing against you. You're very good people, but, but you, you, you can't have yeshiva with his English, Hebrew, English, Hebrew, English, Hebrew. He can't do that. The boy has to have a rabbi. The boy is 15, 16 years old. He needs to have a rabbi. A rabbi means somebody that you see for three, at least two, three, four, five hours a day to have a rabbi. To have a kesher with. How do you have a kesher with a rabbi? 40 minutes, then math. And then it's a different rabbi because they make it, uh, what's it called? Departmental. Uh, so you have one rabbi for Chumash, you have one rabbi, uh, then an hour later you see some other Jew for Halacha, and then, and then it's two hours later you see somebody else with a bit for, for, for a little bit uh, Mishnah. It's not a rabbi. A kesher you can't have. You have to be with a rabbi. A boy has to sit with a rabbi for six, seven, eight hours a day. That's his rabbi. That's my rabbi. That he lives with his rabbi. Not Stam. He has a class of his rabbi.
thing. Liz would have had. The MS is the same thing. A girl with with a, with a mother to have a woman in her life when she's growing up. That this, with the Gitzif, some of the when they get older, they make it fancy. They want to make it departmentalized. So in high school, they start. They're ready with the girls also. Uh, the, 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 you know. Uh, they make it. They, they change the key into a true. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, then you start to have this, 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 this class, all these different classes, and they, ne- they never have a cash with any of these people, unless there's some like you know. It's a, Hashem sends usually into every school one like big sedekis that she just takes the girls and you know, she embraces them. But uh, but if the girl, if the girls, I, I always why don't they have them? Have the same teacher. The whole, the whole morning. They have the same mother. She teaches them Navi. She teaches them Chumash. She'll talk to them. She, then she has the time to talk to them. Now, when you put it, you get the teachers nervous and they have a curriculum. They have to finish and have to do homework and have this and have 40 minutes to finish the homework. And yes, it makes everything, it makes everything so so uh, tense. They can't have a cash with the person. I had my boys when I was learning with them. I had them for straight. I had them straight uh, four hours five and. And you, you, you learn, and you would laugh, also, and you talk, and different things. It was all part of growing up. But to make it like this, this choppy thing, it's not with Cephas. Like a Kesha. All of that is to, that we should understand. Allah has come of a come when it comes through by Islam. You can't have a Kesha like that with a Karshbaru. When you see him for a few minutes, and then, then there's 14 hours of, 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 of yourself. 14 hours of cooking, of cleaning, of working, of ch- the children, 14 hours of uh, phone call, this, that, everything. Then, to, that's not a cashing. That's not a cashing. Ben Tfilat Filari, Manutuk Marabamishla. That means between Shachas and Mincha, you totally detach from Akash Baruch. Between when you say Daven and the next time you Daven, uh, if you make a Brachin, at least if you make a Brachin to a very Chosh of a thing, that's very good. If you, when you make a Shahaku, you try to make it a, 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 that helps, that helps, but it's still not a kesha. It's not a kesha. The chayzer miskash l'rak kesha yigash kshenigash l'tfila haba. Then, then the next time you say shalom, you come back to the next tefila. You can't, you can't get to know anybody like that by dating in such a way. You can't have a teacher like that, and you can't have a kesha the rashi like that. That's it. That's just not the way it works. He says again, I'm not telling, I'm not suggesting that we don't eat and sleep and drink and that we shouldn't have friends and be part of the world. I'm not saying that you don't have to be Isaac and Gashmis and physical things. I'm not talking about angels. I'm not suggesting that, that we should be Malach and there were angels. This is the Ikka. That when you're Isaac and Gashmis, when you're involved in things of this world, that they, things of this world shouldn't take away your heart. They should just take away your hands and your feet to be busy with things of this world. But not your heart. The heart of a person shouldn't be taken by this world. This world requires a tremendous amount of, of work and effort. And obviously, there's a difference, you know, if we're, if we're talking about, like, you know, tevya, you know, the delivering milk, it's not the same thing as a person who has to sit in a very, you know, in a job that requires tremendous amount of seichel and koiches to put into that job. Obviously, a person can't succeed at that work without using his seichel. But still, to invest oneself, you invest yourself. Your heart is invested with the Baruch with the people that you love. 
And with this world, you don't invest your heart. And things of this world, you don't invest the essence of who you are. Even if it's a high-powered job, whatever it is, you don't invest the mohus of who you are. Be a dying, the love of life. You work with your hands, not with your heart. Mepchines tayre and Tayre and derecheretz. What does tayre with derecheretz? Derecheretz means with the way of the world. Shad derecheretz nimtzis be a dime. Vatayr nimtzis belayf. Tayre and derecheretz means the de- of course derecheretz. Of course eating and, and drinking. Of course working. All those things. But but the derecheretz of the derecheretz is not doesn't doesn't occupy that deep part of who you are. The tayre, the Yiddish kindness, is is what is the essence of who you are. The greatest tragedy is when the heart descends into this world. Not the hands, not the mouth. You could eat. And he says in a minute, you could even enjoy the taste of the food. It's okay. But when you but when you when you become when you become when you invest your emotions into this world, into the things of this world. When you invest your emotions into things of this world, sometimes if you catch yourself and you know where your heart is Where's your heart? And what are you getting caught up in? And what are you what is it that you're feeling for and about? So then you have to be careful. Tarim Darakharis is true. But there's a difference. Darakharis is with your hands. And terror is with your heart. If the heart of a of a person descends into this world, if the heart becomes caught up in this world. You have a person that has to work for 18, 20 hours a day, but his heart is not in his work. I'm not talking about a person, obviously, that's a social worker or a psychologist or something like that. Of course, you have to. You're talking to, you're doing a mitzvah, you're talking to a person. But, but in things of this world that, that do not, that are not part of one's avayda, the work that a person has to do, even when it comes, even when it comes to things like exercising, which is for sure a very wonderful thing, you exercise with your feet, you exercise with your arms, you don't exercise with your heart. It doesn't become a whole Indian in your life. You just do it. It doesn't become an Indian. The only Indian in a Jew's life is the Rabbi Shlomo. It doesn't become an Indian. Your heart is not given to other things. <clears throat> when it comes to eating, also, you're, you're a person you eat. It doesn't become like eating. People talk in between when they're not eating, they talk about eating. You ever see that? <laughs> Either they're eating or they're talking about eating. What it was like the last time I ate and what it's going to be with the next time I eat. Either they're eating or they're talking about eating. It's a, people talk about eating. Oh, did I have this and it's going to be like that? And they see how this was and how that was. And I was at this chas and I ate and I didn't eat and I'm going to eat and I shouldn't have eaten. What do you have such a... But it's just an Indian with, with the eating. The whole thing is just a tzayrach. It's just something that you need. But it becomes like a becomes a thing with your your heart becomes invested into it. That person, you know, like that, like I said, like they have on the on the radio, on the news, they have these guys that they go around, they, they go around to different restaurants and they give you a, like a haskama to that restaurant. That it, this restaurant is this kind of you know food and that kind of food. And, uh, and talk about it in the newspapers, they have columns on, on all of these things. Not that a person shouldn't appreciate it, this world, but the heart you don't give over to the world. It's a very, it's a very, very fine and delicate line. And you can tell when you talk to a person. 
where is this person's heart? Is this person's heart in the Rav Shalom, in family, in the Pneumius? Is this person's, this person's a good person, a caretaker, fine, but the heart is in other things, is in this world. You can see in two minutes when you talk to someone, where's the heart of this person? Where's the person? Add some, where's the person? You don't give your heart to this world. You, you, you live in this world. You don't give your heart to the, to the world. And when the heart goes down into this world, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the Nakudas Hanafila page summer days of of falling, of descending. Then you start to you descend more and more into the world. If you give your heart over to the world, then eventually it takes over. This world, Rabbi Nachman used to say it all the time. He used to always tell the Chassidim. He says, "Be careful." He says, "This world is trying to trick you." The world is trying to trick you. That's Rabbi Nachman's lashon. He doesn't say it in his name, but Rabbi Nachman says it all the time. This world is is is, is tricking us. It's, it's, it's trying to trick us. This world. And it could cause a person to forget the simple truth. The simple truth. If you don't pay attention to this during the entire day, throughout the day, to pay attention that your heart should remain connected to God, if you don't pay attention to this throughout the day, you will forget the simple, simple nakuda. said that when you die, you can't take everything with you. You can't take anything with you when you die. Whatever COVID, whatever honor you got in this world, it doesn't go with you into the grave. You could forget that during the course of a day. You could forget that. You can get you could you could get lost in this world and you forget. You have to live in this world forever. Anything that a person gets in this world, from anything that we get in this world, whatever we acquire, it makes no difference how nice it is when you get it, or what uh, you know, kind of a sale you got it on, whatever. No matter what you get in this world, you're not, it's not going to be. After a while, it's gone. You're not going to have it. It's not going to be. Just one more this time. Habayahi, the problem is just the mind knows all of this. But the heart doesn't feel it. In order to in order to really really feel this, you have to live with this truth and think about it all the time to realize the afsias, the the narishkeit, the nothingness of of those things in life that you're investing your heart into. To feel, now not in a morbid way, we spoke about this a lot in the last paragraph, but to feel clearly, we're all going to leave this world. Each person in his time. The race of life, the pace of, of life, that causes us to forget this simple Nakuda. And a person lives with this crazy feeling that he's going to live forever. Like it says in the Come and see. A person goes through this world 
And he thinks the world belongs to him. That it will always be his. He thinks he's going to live in this world for generation after generation. That's what Isaiah says. It's possible for a person to forget the most obvious thing in the world. The simplest and most obvious thing in the world. That ultimately everybody leaves the world. Where are Zaydis and Bobbies? They're not here anymore. The Elta Zaydis and Bobbies. They're not here. There's not one. Then he was thinking we're going to live more than them or longer than them. Okay, I mentioned many times that there was a, a Jewish comedian, a uh, big maneuver, but he said, he said, I, I, I know that I have to die one day. I just, I just don't want to be there when it happens. You know, I know that everybody has to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. But it's a, it's a joke. But a person lives without thinking about it. Why should you invest, therefore? Why do you invest all of your kaiches, your heart and your soul, into the kuda, into something that you know will absolutely well, not, nothing will remain of it. Absolutely nothing at all is going to remain of it. A person can spend, and you've seen this, a person can spend weeks looking through catalogs to be able to decide what kind of a thing in the bathroom to put, you know, you have tiles, and there's going to be one thing in the bathroom that has uh, like a pattern, you know what I mean? One thing in the bathroom for the pipe. I'm not talking about the kitchen, I'm talking about in the Besakisa. In the Besakisa. Which, when my, when my wife brought up the subject there for Lisa, maybe fixing up a little bit, to, even just painting the basic keys, I said, it's a basic keys. So what, what do you need to make any, uh, if it works? You don't, you, don't, you don't mess with it, it's if it works. What do you want to, so, a border it's called, right? A border. Is that, that's what it's called, right? That thing that's called a border. A person can look through things and go to ten different stores. What's going to be from this border? <laughs> Think about it. What's going to be? So you have a little bit of honor while you'll excuse him while you're sitting on Kisa Kovit. You're going to have a little bit of honor to see I bought the best border in the fireplace. There's no one that has. And then you feel fun like that. But what am I going to do? Because I really, it's not so nice to bring all my friends into the basic Kisa. So you really you take pictures, and show people the, the border that you have in the basic Kisa. For one thing in the bathroom. A person can hours and hours and days and coming and going to stores and catalogs and looking through and to say, that's the boy. And then after the guy does, he says, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> right? Doesn't go. So, but what's going to be from it? A person thinks, what is going to be with this whole thing? What's going to be with it? And it's not any different when you spend, a person spends hours and hours and hours working on, 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 on oneself, hours and Again, not that it shouldn't be a nice bathroom and not that the person shouldn't look nice. But what's going to be? Shalom Neklum, Gornish, nothing is going to remain from this basic Yisai. Certainly a person has to eat and, and drink and sleep. But you have to do everything with the right balance, with the right perspective. How much is this... How much is this Connected to my Avodah Hashem, how do I introduce Hashem's Baruch into this, into this thing of my life? And if I do, and if I can, then it's something which is eternal. It's Nitzchis. It's part of my relationship with God. And even the border, as we learned, you remember, we learned in the last chaylik when you go shopping, you take Hashem Baruch with you. Remember, Rabbi Shalom helped me to 
bring me something nice and I could choose something nice. That's fine. At least it becomes part of your avoida. Don't squander it. It's better if you're spending you're spending a thousand dollars on the border, whatever. That's probably more than that. It's bad enough, but but at least at least when you go shopping for it, then take the brainstorm. At least at least something happens to come from it that it could be connected to nitzchis. Now, brainstorm, you brought me such a nice tile. I was looking for two months for this tile, and now you brought me a nice tile, and it should it should look nice because if it looks nice, it'll okay, I like enjoy these things. It looks nice. It makes me happy if it looks nice. It makes me happy. So, Rishon, I appreciate that you misamech me. I have an artistic flair. This is a pretty thing. It's misamech me. At least it's with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not stamped that you're going back and forth with stores and catalogs and books and this. At least the Bari Island is in that. We're learning about that. This this comes to eating and drinking and so on. But not to live with the Baruch Hu, only with the Rishon all the time, whether it's Sifas. Whether it's Sifas. Then it turns out that even though the border, of course, that house is forgotten, you go to Yushalayim, you're not going to have that house, not that bear from nothing. But you'll have the Barishalim that was part of the shopping. If you took the Barishalim with you when you went to the store, then the Barishalim goes with you to Yushalayim too. The border is not going to go with you anywhere. You'll probably sell that house in two years. And, 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 and even if you don't, you wish you didn't buy that border because now nobody uses those anymore. So now you're stuck with it. But the Barishalim, that you, ha- if you, if you, if the Barishalim was part of that shopping, then the Barishalim comes with you to your shrine too. You leave the house in the starts, but the Barishalim goes with you. If you get, if you got closer to him somehow from that, and he had a part, and he was part of that, then that's, that's Nitzchiyas. That's a bit Sifas, that's part of having the Barishalim in your life. But to just have these things as interruptions to our relationship with the, with the Barishalim, then nothing stays from it. It's nothing. Nothing remains from it. Okay, Bezer Shanti. I think we did probably if the Pesach is the, the next year. I'll see everybody in the Shem till then. Should be a lichtige kosher Pesach. I know it's scary to talk about Pesach with them. <laughs> <laughs>